0: Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry
1: insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here
0: is Donald Charbonnet.
1: Well, hello, Rental World. I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans, and it's starting to be Mardi Gras time down here. Today's show is sponsored by EDCO, the American manufacturer of concrete surface preparation equipment. As always, a big thank you to my faithful followers, tell so your friends and associates, the podcast live on. And don't forget about my book entitled Screw You, The Comeback is always stronger than the setback. It's about careers and business in the rental industry. Available on Amazon, some valuable lessons to be learned. And remember, you can always listen on demand to all the past shows after the show. And let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have in the show, and I'll do my best to get them. And as always, you can write me at RentalEquipTalkRadio at gmail.com, or you can actually even call or text me at 504-615-0540. And today, being a live show, if you have a question for me or the guests, you can call in 1-866-472-5790. And remember, the ARA show is a week away. I hope you've made your plans to attend many new innovations to see in the flesh i hope to see you there and so today my guest is jason sanchez jason has been on the show before and i'm delighted he's on one week before the ara show he's one of the most energetic people that i know in the business jason is the vice president of operations for edco an american manufacturer of surface preparation equipment edco is family owned and operated by Jason, who is a third-generation operator. Uh, Today, EDCO manufactures many rental and contractor-friendly products and ships all over the world from Frederick, Maryland, his home facility. He's a busy guy. Jason currently serves on the American Rental Association Board of Directors as associate member director to enhance the working relationship between general and associate members, which include manufacturers and independent representatives. He participates in board meetings and the exhibitor advisory committee, which brings ARA show exhibitors together for convention feedback. Before serving as associate member direct, Jason served on ARA shared interest group and chaired the exhibitor advisory committee. And so why are we talking about cement today? Because my research tells me that in 2018, 100 million metric tons of cement was produced. And twice as much concrete is used in construction than the total of all other building materials. What an opportunity. Great opportunity to talk to your customers about it. Jason, welcome to the show.
0: Friend, how are you?
1: Good. I'm great.
0: I, uh, After that uh, um, re- ridiculously kind introduction, hope I can live up to the hype that you just hyped me up to do. Thank you for having <laughs> me on the show again. Hey, listen, I want to talk to you real quick about something you've worked on, which is the book Screw You. I have not seen you since you became a published author. It has to feel really good.
1: Well, it it was a labor of love, to say the least. And uh, having put my family through through quite a bit, I thought there were some lessons over 45 to 50 years that I could share with people in the industry uh, to say, uh, if you think you're set for life, just hold on. You just never know what's around the corner. (laughs)
0: It's interesting. Um, I I don't know if you – one of the things I got out of the book while I was reading it was the tremendous amount of opportunity for jobs in and around the rental industry. Um, And your book came out at a very interesting time because, as you said before, I I currently serve on the ARA Board of Directors. And right now, the ARA is um, going through their – or um, executing the strategic plan they put in place a couple of years ago. And one of the four pillars of the core purpose is industry workforce, and the goal is, um, you know, to have the equipment and event rental industry have a qualified, sustainable workforce. They want to make it so more people look at um, jobs in rental more as careers and just jobs for the current time. So I think your book, whether you intended it or not, came out at a great time because it talks about in all the different kinds of jobs you can have in the rental industry. I thought that, I found that very interesting.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for your kind words. Uh, Along along the way, I've met some fabulous people in my career and and you're, you're one of them. And so, uh, you know, thanks. (laughs) It's just putting it in in black and white was a labor of love. I could tell you.
0: (laughs) Very cool. It was a very (laughs) good book. I enjoyed reading it.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate your comments. So Jason, let's first talk about the company. Uh, tell me more. Uh, tell the listeners uh, about Edco and which a manufacturer. And if you would dovetail into your comment about stayed in America.
0: Sure. So we have what I think is a very interesting and very American uh, story. We we trademarked the term stayed in America not made in America. I'm still shocked to this day. We were able to get trademark protection on state in America. What state in America means is through the good times and the bad, we've always manufactured in the United States. American manufacturing is uh, one of our core values. Um, we think that manufacturing uh, companies add a lot to our economy. It combines uh, both blue-collar, frontline work, um, assembly, Fabrication, welding, with sales, accounting, customer service, and management. So, when you have a manufacturing company, what I what I find interesting about a manufacturing companies is it brings together many kinds of people and skills to to work towards uh, your your shared goals. Um, right. We were actually born in the rental industry, and we've always specialized in making and overbuilding our products and making them last the rigors of uh, of, of, of the rental industry, because as most of you, as I'm sure all of your rental professionals know, your listeners know that, uh, a lot of times their customers beat up the rental products that they rent from them. So we've always built, we re- overbuilt our stuff so they last and make a lot of return on investment for, uh, for rental companies. My, uh, my granddad, Leo Swan and his partner Ed Harding, um, they both worked for a rental company called Rental Tools and Equipment in Silver Spring, Maryland, right outside Washington, D.C. Ed was the uh, guy who could fix anything and build anything in the back half of the rental business. And my grandfather was hired when he was young to sell this concept of rental to uh, what was becoming suburban Washington, D.C. at the time, the early 50s. There wasn't a lot outside Washington, D.C. It was swampy. It was a lot of woods. And uh, their boss, Ed and Leo's boss, John Doran, was uh, trying to make a, a living um, in rental. He would go and he would he started off his business in the back of his pickup truck. He would go to all the construction companies who were uh, mowing down the woods outside Washington, D.C. for housing. And he'd rent them chainsaws out of the back of his truck. And he'd go in the morning, drop them off come at the end of the day, uh, fix him up, and uh, that's how he started his business, believe it or not. And then he did well for himself enough to buy some more equipment, get a storefront, and he hired Ed Harding to uh, mount in the back. And then my grandfather, who at the time worked for the National Cash Register Company, like he literally sold old-timey cash registers, uh, made a relationship with John. And after a couple of years, John uh, hired him on to – come sell this concept of rental and the way they went. And uh, over time, they actually invented the modern-day concrete floor grinder. We had the patent for that forever, uh, for for a long time. And uh, they did that based upon a problem that many of their contractor companies had, which was trying to level concrete floors, to put tile, carpet, and whatever over it. At the time, all... The only ways you could do it was on your hands and knees or crudely modifying a floor buffer with pumice stones on it. And that usually caused two problems. You ruin your floor buffer. And a lot of times contractors would uh, throw the stones into the drywall of the house they're trying to level. And so they had two problems. They had to fix the floor and they had to fix the So having a little bit of... uh
1: we're having a little bit of technical difficulty we lost jason i'm sure he'll call right right back in uh because it's it's quite an interesting story about how their whole company got started uh the doran family had uh rental tools and uh his grandfather jason's grandfather uh started out working for them and, and basically invented the uh concrete grinder that uh, is used all over the world today and uh I think that uh, he's got some great stuff he's about to tell us about. And uh, he's actually got some job site questions once we get through a little bit of the history of the company. And I find that his website is just tremendous because he's got uh, some great, great training videos uh, on there. And uh, I think everybody who has any contact with customers be it outside, inside, the gentleman in the yard, or the ladies, wherever, uh, would do very, very well to go back and take a look at the edcoinc.com website and uh, take a look at these videos as a method of training uh, to help contractors along the way with, uh, with what they have. So uh, I'm sure he'll be right back. Uh, that's what happens when somebody's in Maryland and I'm in New Orleans and our engineer is in is in Phoenix. Um, but uh, keep in mind that that Jason is going to have a, a booth at the ARA show coming up that he's going to tell us about. Uh, it's booth 2461. Uh, I would say that last year is one of the most unique booths uh, that I encountered going along. the. OK, Jason,
0: you're back. Uh, Donald, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you now. We lost you there for a little bit.
0: <laughs> don't you lose me? I kept talking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's okay. We were talking about the history uh with, with uh, Leo and uh yeah. and how they got started. So keep running.
0: <laughs> okay. Well I don't know where you guys I don't know where uh, uh you you all lost me. I apologize for that. Um but um uh yeah we um uh Leo, my granddad, Ed Harding, is a business partner both worked for a, uh, a company called Rental Tools and Equipment, owned by John Doran. Did you did you guys hear that part? Yeah. Yes, we did.
1: Yes, okay, we great. did. We were, the, um, we were at the point about we were about to talk about what manufacturing uh, was like when they started compared to how manufacturing is today, if I can jump to oh that point.
0: <laughs> Not even close. Uh, my grandfather it describes his um, their first workshop basically as a blacksmith shop. It was three guys in the back trying to solder, weld, and hammer in um, parts together, and have a uh, and do and do what became a concrete grinder. So it you know it's you can't even compare what they were doing back in the fifties to what we were doing now. In fact, you, I don't think you could even compare what what American manufacturing is like when they first built their uh, when they first built a manufacturing facility we've come a long way now everything in, Amer- in manufacturing is done on software the jobs are changing it's interesting the, you know it's not you hear about manufacturing jobs in america are going away well they're not going away they're just changing they're changing rapidly and dramatically not only, maybe the maybe the manufacturing jobs of um you know two generations ago are going away it's when you know think about those dirtier jobs, hammering on pieces. Now it's all computer operated. We have, a, we have a, over 100 people here, most of them on the manufacturing floor. We're in a very clean manufacturing facility, and all those people on the floor have some sort of digital experience. They work with the programmers here in the office, and it's just very different. It's, it's, it's very, very modern and computerized.
1: Right. And so there was a if you're third generation and Leo started it, how did your dad get involved with with the business and, and obviously must've taken ownership at some point?
0: Well, he was forced to now. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, my dad uh, is co-president. Uh, my dad, Frank Stanchek, is co-president um, with Bill Harding, who is uh, Ed's son. And okay. um, it was just through family. Um, you know, my, my mother, Leo's daughter is on our board of directors and it's always just been a family affair. I, um, it was always something most people wanted to do. My, my, my father actually grew up and studied to be a, uh, in criminology, he was going to be a police officer. And then in the end, he decided what was best for everybody and what interests him was, was EDCO. Uh-huh. For me, it was just, um, I've done a, a, other jobs in my life. Um, I got, was in broadcasting for a while, video coaching with athletic teams, and I kind of brought that video editing uh, to EDCO. Um, when I came back 15 years ago, and uh, we've we set to work on, you know, trying to be a leader in online uh, training and video, and I've just kind of progressed my role since then.
1: Yeah, while, while you were off the air, I did mention that your website has some tremendous video training that's good for so many people in every rental operation along the way. So I got I got, no, well, I got that, I that I got that got that plug in. Uh, Thanks. I, I know that, that in your training that you, you're one of the few companies that I've ever come across that actually goes to the extent of having job site qualifying questions so that yes. the customer or the salesperson knows what to ask to kind of quantify what particular product. And I know you have a number of products. Can you take some time and, and take us through some of those questions and the products that relate to that?
0: Sure. So years ago, we created what we call the Edco job site qualifying questions, and there are 14 questions that we feel are important to ask. um, That's important for every rental counter person to ask their rental customer. uh, That will help them help the person qualify exactly what the problem that needs to be that the contractor customer needs to solve. Um, And if uh, you're listening. and you want to follow along with us, we actually have if you go to edcoinc.com and you go in the middle of the uh homepage, you can find the catalog download right there and the job site qualifying questions are a few pages inside the catalog. Um, but these are 14 questions that will help any rental counter person qualify what type of edco or competing surface preparation piece of surface preparation equipment they need uh, their customer needs. So the first of 14 questions is simply what's the job site location and by that we mean what is the power availability is there a loading dock is it residential commercial uh, the big thing there is power availability you know in our case we have gas electric propane models of our machine so um, is there if you need to run electric is there power to support it um, some of our things take 110 Many of them take a 240, um, a 240 outlet. Um, does, your, does your job site location have that power availability? If not, are, is there ventilation there? Can you use gas or, or propane? A loading dock, for instance, um, you know, our machines are heavy. Surface preparation pieces are are, are heavy. Can you get in there easy? You've got to think of something else. A residential, commercial—is um, someone working on the weekend? Is someone there during the week, or are people around? You need to be uh, aware of. So, number two, why is a job being being performed? Um, what's the end goal? Um, why are you doing it this way? Um, that will help the rental counter person decide what type of equipment is best for them. A big thing is number three is what is the material to be removed—concrete, uh, asphalt. Uh, some sort of epoxy coating? Is it tile? All different kinds of surface preparation machines do different things. If it's concrete, you just, you, if you need to remove a coating off concrete, you're probably going to be using some sort of concrete grinder. If, it's, uh, if you have to, if you have to take, take off an entire concrete slab, you're probably using something like a scabbler, a creek crusher as we call it. Asphalt, You're probably going to use a scarifier or something like that, tile, a tile remover, obviously. Uh, Another big question is what is the thickness of the material? So our types of equipment remove different thicknesses of material. So if it's topical solutions, you're probably going to use some sort of concrete grinder. If it's something uh, an eighth of an inch or at least an eighth of an inch or deeper, you're probably going to use the scarifier, or as we call them, creek planers. If it's deeper than that, then you're getting into creek crushers or scabblers, as they're sometimes called, or you're sawing out and removing a concrete or asphalt uh, surface. Um, that, that finding out the thickness of the material, whether it's you know concrete or it's a coating on top of concrete or asphalt, is extremely important when choosing the machine, because different machines do different things. Uh, number five, what is the condition of the material? Is it flaking? Is it solid? Is it, is it spalling? Is it doing something else? We have certain accessories that take out certain conditions of, of material. So we have um, accessories that take out soft materials. We have different tooling that takes out industrial strength material. Uh, another big question is approximately how long the material has been, has been in place. If it's a newer material that someone something, that's something put down incorrectly, it might be gooey, it might be weaker. Uh, if it's something that's been down there for 30 years, it's going to be hard and permanent and more difficult to get off. So, again, it goes back to what machines you need and what accessories you need, depending on how long it's been in place. We always ask, has, has any, process of, any other process been attempted? That's good to know to say if, um, oh, uh, a good example of that would be a lot of people try to acid etch or use um, uh, pressure washers to get off some coatings. For really, really thin coatings, that might work. But at least if you know another, that process has been tried and failed, you say, okay, well, they at least need some sort of surface preparation equipment that I can rent out to them. Eighth question would be: What type of surface texture is desired? And by that we mean uh, different toolings or accessories make different kind of ending textures on on concrete and cement. Um, some of our accessories create smooth concrete surfaces. Some of them create more textured concrete surfaces, and that's really important because different. If you're if you're looking to put a coating on top. If you're looking to remove a coating and then replace it with another one, you could. Um, some some coatings take want a textured surface, and some take a smooth surface. Um, you really got to know what the coating is. So again, if your contractor customer coming into your run stores knows they need, say, a textured surface, you got to give them a surface preparation piece of equipment and a tooling that's going to give them a textured surface for their coating. Um. And that dovetails into the next question, which is, what will we apply it over the prepared surface? Again, is it a thin coating? Is it a thicker coating? What kind of texture do you need? Um, Number 10 would be, how large is the overall job? Well, that's a huge question because there are different sizes of surface preparation equipment. There are smaller ones. There are larger ones. How big is your job, and will the work be divided into sections for time? Um, you need to know that when you're recommending the size of surface preparation equipment. And Donald, number 11 would be, uh, is dust control a factor? And you and I spent an hour months ago talking about silica dust and um, and how to prevent that.
1: And by, and by the way, that's one of the most popular podcasts that gets played every month.
0: <laughs> oh, cool. Well, it's such a huge question right now. I mean, we're three years into this new silica um, regulation and people still have questions. I'm amazed um, how, you know, I was, we were all hoping the government would, government would help everybody else. with More education just hasn't happened that way. Um, but we still get inquiries all the time about what, what, in, what do I need and how do I eliminate silica dust from my job site? And as we all know, There's a lot of money to be made in concrete, but there's also, with anything, health hazards. And the health hazard with concrete is that it does produce silica dust. So it's very important that you always have, you're either grinding, terrifying, or working with surface prep wet to tamp that down, or you're using some sort of dry dust collection system. And like I said, number 11 is, is dust control a factor? And the answer to that is always yes because it's always a factor. Here's something interesting for rental people. A lot of times, rental people don't know that having a reliable dust suppression vacuum or system in your lineup is a huge money maker. especially now because job sites and contractors, because of the OSHA silica law, have to have dust prevention. Um, there's even been... Um, Several stories in rental publications like Rental Management Magazine, things like that, where they encourage, uh, the people writing the articles encourage rental store owners to work into their rental contracts a box, a checkbox that says, you know, making sure the person, the renter has been offered some sort of dust prevention system. So whether or not they take it or not, that rental person is not liable anymore. Um, for that person not having silica dust prevention. They should always offer it, and they have to. Um, but what, also, what a lot of people forget is how much money a good, long-lasting vacuum system will make for your rental business. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple more questions would be um, what type of machine power is, is desired. Um, do you want to work with gas? Can you work with a gasoline engine? Do you need electric? Sometimes you can't use gas, but you can use propane. Um, we also, we and other uh, surface preparation suppliers also have machines that use compressed air. So what type what type of machine power is desired is a big question. Um, 13, do you need to grind or clean along a vertical wall? And um, we ask that one because edge grinding, like vacuums and dust prevention, is sometimes a forgotten rental opportunity. Um, Different rental stores carry different kinds of edge grinding. Uh, it could be handheld uh, handheld grinders, handheld tools. Edco, we actually manufacture a 7-inch edge grinding machine that allows you to stand up and work along a vertical surface. It has a cutaway shroud and, a, and an articulating body that you can actually grind all the way up to a wall and have dust prevention and not have to get on your hands and knees. Um, but it's really forgotten too. If you're if you're grinding a huge concrete floor, as soon as you still need to get to those edges, how do you do that? Because large planetary grinders don't get to an edge. That's a good uh, rental opportunity. And the right. final question is: Do you need to cut it? Do you need to clean out expansion joints or repair random cracks? Uh, we and other manufacturers supply uh, crack opening saws and things of that nature to prepare that floor, and fix it before you're putting on a coating and grinding it, grind it off. So that's the 14 job site qualifying questions. Um, every training class we do, we always go over them, and we always encourage rental people to keep um, a copy of our catalog or at least just that page behind the rental counter because it really helps you qualify the, the problem that your, that your rental customer needs to solve and as we all know the 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 e- the quicker we can solve that problem the, better, the happier that rental customer is going to be with the rental company and really with Edco because if they got if they have the right Edco machine they're going to be happy with both entities
1: right and, and so Jason as i as i break down the family so to speak of products that you have grinders planers scabblers tower movers I, I i guess Vacuum systems, I guess, apply to to all the families? I mean, is that what the law says now, uh, as far as you're concerned, that uh, a planer needs a vacuum, can use a vacuum system as well as a grinder along the way?
0: Yes. So as far as the law says, um, manufacturers like EDCO have to supply some sort of dust prevention system with anything that could... Create silica dust exposure. Um, So, with all those you mentioned, you could, there's two ways you can suppress dust. Um, All of them have either a built in or an optional water misting uh, system in there where you simply can hook up a garden hose or some sort of traveling water supply, and that sprays water down onto the working surface and that will kill all of the silica dust in the air. The problem with using water is you have a huge mess to clean up after, after that. You've eliminated right. the dust, but now all of the concrete material is now on a dirty slurry all over your working space. Um, some, people are, some people are okay with that. They don't mind the cleanup afterwards, but it does add to your job. And That's an option we have. But we have vacuum systems. And you can use other vacuum systems, too, that hook up with our machines. All of our machines have some sort of dust port on the back. And if you find a, um, an industrial vacuum system um, to, to work with that, ours is the VAC. We call it the Vortex 200. It's a 200 CFM vacuum system that works with all the grinders, all the scarifiers, creep planters, and the scabblers to suck all that airborne dust out of the air. Um, right. So but but you can but you can use other things on that, too.
1: Right. And so, you know, besides the rental, there's a whole other uh, revenue stream uh, that there's an opportunity for. And that is with all the consumables that come with your products. Can you elaborate a little bit on that?
0: Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Um, so, yes. So as far as rental is concerned, there's two rental streams. You have your machine that you can rent on a daily basis, and you have your the tooling or, or accessories that go with those families of products that you can rent or sell um, along with it. So as far as our grinders go, that's probably the biggest um, selection of tooling that's available is with both our magnetrap trap floor grinders and our magnetrap. trap. Turbo grinders. And in both of those families of products, we, we preach the saying strip, grind, and remove. Okay? And what that, we have a selection of accessories that do stripping, that solve stripping applications or problems, a set of accessories that solve grinding problems or applications, and the same for, uh, we have tools for remove. Um, and again, going back to the qualifying questions that I'd gone over before, um, if you ask those questions, you can really narrow down to what exactly your rental customer uh, needs to, the problem your rental customer needs to solve. So for instance, um, we sell a both one-head and two-head lower, lower speed, uh, lower RPM floor grinders. When I say that, um the discs on the bottom spin at a higher rate but they're lower rpm than say our turbo grinders are those floor grinders are I- are ideal I say those floor grinders with what we call the magna blade our stripping accessory are ideal for all kinds of stripping applications problems to solve so for instance if you have a edco a uh, floor grinder with magna blades. Magna blades are designed to strip off flaking paints, um, soft glue and adhesives, soft thin set, some industrial builds up, build ups, and uh, foam rubber back carpeting, among other soft materials. A, a rule of thumb with uh, soft materials: if you can, if if you can cut it with a putty knife, you use this. The the it's soft enough to use magna blades. And what magna blades do is they. They're they're carbide-tipped accessories, and they just ride on top of concrete. They don't grind it, but they ride on top and strip away the soft material on top. So the floor grinders do a great job with their RPM and their slower-moving discs with the strip search to slide through it. So when you have both those accessories, you have a floor grinder rental, which we say um, – a daily rental really varies across the nation, whatever your market is, but you should be getting with a dual disk grinder, you should be getting the very least about a hundred dollars a day with their machine rental. Now if you then uh, send out the Magna Blades or another accessory with that, you can either you can rent or sell those accessories and you can make uh, more money on top of the on top of the rental of the machine.
1: And, and Jason, let me inter- let me interrupt to say, can can you also elaborate on the magna uh, versus the old wedges that we used to have to n- hammer in?
0: Oh, sure, I can do that. So the uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you asked that question, Donald. It seems to me that you had some experience with the old grinding system, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the so I, I think it was six seven years ago. I'm gonna say six years ago. We debuted trap. And what you're alluding to, yes, so for our, the first 55 years of our company, um, back to when Leo and Ed invented the concrete grinder, uh, the system to put a accessory onto the Edco grinders was, you slid the accessory onto the disc, and then you pounded a wooden wedge in between the the accessory and, and the disc pocket, essentially. And that actually did work. Um, it worked for many years. Um, you would throw an accessory every once in a while, but it wasn't a big deal. Um, and, uh, but the, what, what it made you do was you had to get on your hands and knees with a hammer, a punch and slam in those, those wedges. So we reinvented our concrete grinders, uh, gave it the Magnetrap because all of our accessories now, um, are, are trapezoid in shape. Hence, Trap and they're all held in by magnets, not the wooden wedge, and hence the name Magna Trap. And um, it that became a very much user friendly system than the old wedge system, right?
1: Without question, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but the, and then to go back to what we were talking about before with the, the different tooling accessories and the, the revenue stream. Is we talked about strip before, then we also have grind and remove, and we have our core, we call it the core four uh, tooling. It's the Magna Blade for strip. Two grind, we have two grind accessories, the dyma Dot and the dyma Seg. Um, they both uh, grind harder, thinner coatings, but, w- but the dyma Dot leaves a, is a little less aggressive and leaves a smoother finish. The dyma Seg is more aggressive and leaves more of a, a bit more of a textured finish. And then we have remove accessories, which is a, we call it, it's a PCD, which is becoming more common um, in um, surface preparation. It stands for polycrystalline diamond. They're mining grade diamonds on there. And they're really aggressive, um, high textured finished accessories that will mow through industrial strength coatings, things like waterproofing membrane and really hard coatings like a poly and, and, and polyurea. Um, they will scratch up your surface, but they will they will get through coatings much faster than any other accessory that we have. Wow um, and with all of those, you can put them on both the floor grinders and the turbo grinders, and again, you have your daily rental for the grinder, whichever one you have and they, and we recommend various prices for each. but you're always guaranteed in rental your your rental. Your daily rental fee for the machine, and then you have the freedom to say, "Well, I want to rent these accessories out um, until they're until they're consumed." Or what more and more people are doing now is they're taking the accessories, renting the machine, and just selling off the tooling. This is a new kind of phenomenon we've seen grow in the last couple of years. Is you know you're always going to make more money renting accessories, right? Because right. You, you have them for longer, and you can you, and your dollar can increase. The problem, though, Donald, as I know you know, is that you take more risk when you rent the accessory out. Um, someone could misuse them, someone could lose them, someone could blow them out or whatever, and you're kind of stuck with that price. So if you sell them, you're going to make less money on it, but your risk is a little bit lower.
1: Right. And, and Jason, what about the types of industries that rental salespeople should be targeting with surface prep equipment,
0: well, that's—I mean, it's—it's that's, endless, really. Um, I mean, just a small sampling of the business industries that you know you could use Edco products on is agriculture. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of um, dairy barns, uh, d- uh, dairy producers in the country use our scarifiers. We call them the creep planer. Um, you can set that drum up um, to groove lines in dairy barn floors. And what they do is they go through and, and groove out the floor, and that gives the, the cows footing when it gets icy and wet um, so to, to protect their cattle. Um, concrete contractors, obviously. Um, you can do general contractors, landscaping, uh, painters, plumbers, all kinds of guys. Um, concrete contractors use that entertainment recreation and entertainment recreation. And I also would say property management and government, uh, entities go hand in hand. A big one for them is concrete sidewalk trip hazards. So, and just to just make sure we're all talking the same thing here is well, a concrete, uh, a concrete sidewalk trip hazard is when two concrete slabs in your sidewalk come together and one is risen or lowered, uh, and it causes a trip that that edge over another slab that is a huge liability for entertainment spaces property management owners and uh cities and counties because people trip all the time and then you have lawsuits you have injuries our cpma scarifier is great to that is a great tool that quickly mows down sidewalk trip hazards. Um, It leaves a textured surface behind. Again, going back to that, what do you want? Softer textured. I'm sorry, smoother textured surface. On a sidewalk, you want more of a textured finish because when it rains and it gets wet, if it was a smooth surface, it would become a slip hazard. So the CPMA takes those trip hazards out very quickly. It does it in a couple minutes instead of completely ripping out the sidewalk and and pouring a new slab and leave that texture to finish so it won't become a slip hazard. Um, Food processing, um, beverage distributors, and uh, cold storage. Use our grinders with the Magna blades that I talked about before all the time to break up and sweep away the ice that builds up on the floor to get rid of slip hazards. Uh, That's a great one um, that people can target. Uh, Transportation. We have um, our machines will take out um, traffic lines, airports, runway lines, and leave a feathered surface behind so you can uh, put down your new lines or put a coating over it. Um, And then I would also say a great um, uh, industry for rental salespeople to target will be any kind of utilities, Uh, electric gas. um, We've even um, had (laughs) – over the years we've had many – Contra- utility contractors take our stuff into nuclear power plants, and uh, <laughs> it would work in a nuclear power plant for a couple of years, and then it would stay in a nuclear power plant forever because you couldn't bring it back out. Right. Um, so there's lots of industries. There's lots and lots of industries and different types of contractors that rental salespeople can target with Edco and surface prep.
1: Right, and I have a number of questions, so we're not ready to wrap up. But I, I'm thinking right now about how do people get in touch with you and uh where's your exhibit and how is Edco being distributed Edco products
0: so we have many different ways for people to buy Edco the the the, the big thing i think for your listeners um in the last year has become is has been our the establishment of our Edco independent rental distribution network uh-huh. so in late 2018, we brought on distributors, regional distributors, um, to help Edco get product closer and faster to rental businesses. Um, for, the, for all the years of our company before, we always sold directly to independent rental companies. Um, we did well doing that. Independent rental has been extremely kind to our company and uh, the two families that own it. And we realized that we could not keep creating new product and growing for the customers if we didn't get help in distribution. So we changed our sales model. um, And now we have five different distributors across the country that um, stock and provide an extra layer of customer service to independent rental. So for the East Coast and uh, for all the East Coast from Maine to Florida and then some Western states, Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, we partner with uh, MTA Distributors, who is a longtime distributor of all kinds of rental products to um, the, the rental industry. Um, they, they stock everything. In, we stock here for them, and they stock in Nashville, Tennessee, for uh, their customers. We have Big Eight Supply and Tool uh that take care of uh the south central states, Texas up to Missouri. Uh they stock everything in Dallas. We have um States Distribution Incorporated. Um there are longtime reps that they've also taken on a distribution company. They they're they're based in Chicago and they take care of everything from the Dakotas to, to Ohio, West Virginia, that north that north central area. And then we have two West Coast um Distributors, uh, Placer Sales Associates, who again um, were our our reps for many years. Though they take care of California, Nevada, Hawaii, and then we have well-known Essex Silverline West, who has been a distributor of other products in the past, and they were our reps before. And now they stock everything um, outside Portland, and they take care of the Northwest. So we've been doing that for uh, over a year now, and it's been very successful. Um, What we found is. You know, now that we're moving product out of this our manufacturing facility here in Maryland at a larger clip, it's there is no wait time for Edco. We were always known for many years as having high top quality equipment, but you had to wait. Um, right. Now with distribution, we make it we make it well ahead of time, get it to our distributors, and they get it closer to them at all times.
1: Right, and you know, Jason, last year when when we talked at the ARA show, I I said this early. I think you had one of the more one of the most interactive exhibits, uh, you know, at the show. So, what can we expect this year at, at your exhibit?
0: Well, thank you for saying that. First of all, I appreciate it. Um, um, the, what you're going to find at the ARA Show next week at, from Edco is a lot of new product. I, I don't know if we've ever had a year where we've been able to. Um, display as many new products as we have in 2020. Um, throughout the year, we debuted what we call the Edco new saw lineup, and we've taken we've we've now we've come out with a brand new 20-inch walk-behind saw. We've come out with a brand new 18-inch walk-behind saw. The 18-inch is more of a price point saw um, that we've always struggled with in the past. We we, we we overbuilt our products, but it's always been more expensive than us uh, sawing, sawing competitors. But now we have a really sturdy, same quality Edco, Edco um, uh, material on it, but it's at a good price point. And then the 20-inch saw is more of our, um, I guess you can say, our, our deluxe model, I guess you can say, for more of the professional. Um, we've redone and put a new motor on our 14-inch masonry brick-and-block saw, the BB14 Electric. Um, we we have a new motor that eliminates um, breaker trips. We're excited about that. We have a new, um, I talked about the CPM8 um, sidewalk trip hazard remover tool that has always been our most popular model year over year. Years, people have been asking us for a propane model of that, and we've never been able to partner with a engine manufacturer that could provide the propane engine we needed. We've done that in this year, and we're going to debut it for the first time next week, and it's going to be available starting in the spring uh, to rental companies. And then what I'm excited about, I'm excited about everything, but what I'm really excited <laughs> about is we have been looking into and examining battery-powered operated equipment. Um, I don't think any manufacturer in the rent- who supplies anything to the rental industry really knows Battery technology is going, but what we do know is people keep asking us about it. Um, so while we don't have a battery-powered operated thing for to purchase yet, what we're going to debut is our is the first battery-powered operated tile shark. That's our popular tile remover. Um, we're going to have that with a battery on it, and just see what the interest is. I don't. It's interesting Donald. I really don't know I don't, really don't know what what's going on. I've talked to other manufacturers and they don't know what where battery is going to take us, but, we, but we've all been told we've got to start working on it. So that's it's right kind of a
1: weird thing. <laughs> um, I don't know have you heard anything about that Well I, I've even seen it on, on heavy equipment that they're talking about uh, you know this, it's the future you know you may not have diesel yeah. engines but um, you know in, in 15 years who knows you know, what the future's going to bring
0: <laughs> Yeah, we've got to start working on it and see where it goes.
1: Yeah, no. I think you, if you get ahead of the curve, uh, you, I think you'll you're be ahead of the game. And uh, again, that's booth 2461 at the ARA show in Orlando. And uh, one other question uh, that I had for you, talk for just a minute or two about technology and uh, what you see in besides battery stuff. But uh, I yeah. know you're very involved with ARA and its technology initiative. So give me a, a minute or two. We got about five minutes left. So, uh, give me a couple of minutes at the end, okay?
0: <laughs> sure, um, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about this. So, again, you mentioned before I'm currently serving as associate member director on the ARA board of directors, and a what ARA is trying to do is help uh, small rental companies, smaller to mid-sized rental companies, be able to access technology that enhance their business easily. Right now, it's tough for a small rental, com- rental customer to access technology. And what's the bigger problem is, is there's the perception that there's no low-cost or free technology that associate members, people like Edco, manufacturers, are supplying the rental industry. Well, I think it's just an educational thing because there really is a lot of tools that rental companies can use um, that their manu- the brands that they have in their stores provide to them, um, and this Sunday we're going to have the ARA technology panel, and I'm a panelist on there. I'm talking about the different um, uh, different things that are available to to rental, and so I interviewed a lot of um, my uh, colleagues at different manufacturing companies, and what I found was, you know, a big thing still is. Quick response code training decals. We've been doing this at ACO. We've been doing it probably eight eight years now, and I almost thought that the technology was was you know, getting was ending with that. But we've had a lot of success success with it, and I found that other manufacturers are doing that too for free to their rental people. Um, that is a way you know when you're. Um, out in the field, working with the equipment, if you need your question answered, a lot of people, a lot of manufacturers are putting uh, the answers at users' fingertips via quick response code. You scan it, and you have all the relevant information you need to be successful with the tool. And sometimes they even have um, um, emergency contact numbers or video chats with people who could help you out. We've been doing that for a long time at Edco. Um, Another thing I found was was also, We've got got three minutes. (laughs) Okay, real quick. So (laughs) online universities, uh, they're all over the place. Um, Briggs & Stratton is doing that. Um, MTA Distributors is doing that. Um, And, again, it goes back to also, you know, for medium-sized, larger companies, it's that what are we working on next? And a lot of us are working on battery power operated equipment.
1: Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, and I hope that we can do it again. And I look forward to seeing you in Orlando at ARA next week. And I also want to put in a plug for the podcast that you have on your website now about leadership. I've seen the first two episodes, and I think you're going in the right direction to help the industry along the way. So thanks again for being on the show.
0: Well, thank you very much, Don. It's always a pleasure to speak with you.
1: Okay. So remember, you can always listen on demand after the show, and I hope some of the issues discussed today – either help to provoke more questions for the success of your business. If you'd like to be a guest, suggest a guest, Uh, I'm here and wide open. Uh, Next week, uh, I will be traveling from the ARA show, but please tune in and take the rental quiz that I've created. Uh, For today's quote, uh, focus on building the best possible business. If you are great, people will notice and opportunities will appear, so said Mark Cuban. And this is so, so true of the company of Edco that goes back many, many decades and has been helping rental companies uh, throughout uh, their existence along the way. So I hope to visit with some of you at ARA. Uh, I'll be at the James Waite booth uh, off and on and uh, also be talking to a lot of manufacturers to get more information for the show. And uh, it's been my honor to spend this time with you. I am Donald Charbonnet, your host and the diehard of the rental industry signing off. And remember, don't waste the day be safe and good renting and jason thanks again for being on the show thank you for tuning into rental equipped talk radio be sure to join your host donald charbonnet next wednesday at 10 a.m pacific time and 1 p.m eastern time for another edition on the voice america business channel until
0: we speak again have a great week Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on.